Thank you for joining the podcast today. Today I have with me my favorite guest, Eve Molson. Good day, Eve. How are you doing? Doing good here in chilly Wisconsin. Yeah, yes, it has. You guys have had quite the weather lately. What I want to talk about the end of October going into November, the holiday season is safety in this holiday season with your pets. And there's a lot of different types of hazards coming up. We talked about it in the summer for the 4th of July and things like that. But the fall brings a different set of hazards that you wouldn't always think of. And we're going to talk about some of those today on your side and on my side as a pet sitter dog walker. Yes, things that uh, heighten our spidey senses that, uh, yeah, it it does. I, I get nervous when people will be like, Oh yeah, so I did this, da 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 da. And I it's really hard to hide the expression on my face. Yeah. I'm one of those. And I'm just like, oh, okay. Yeah. And in the back of my head, I'm going, Oh my God, your dog survived. That's a miracle. Yeah, there's a lot of things. And I know this is being the end of October. Mm-hmm. You know, coming up, we have Halloween. Now it's it's one of my favorite holidays, and it's your birthday. Happy birthday, Thank you. Thank you. Um, there's there's a lot of different types of hazards to deal with Halloween. Let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah, so Halloween is usually extremely busy for my dog daycare because people are like, okay, I need to get my dog out of the house if kids yeah. are going to be coming by and ringing the doorbell. Um, it's a twofold. One, it can scare the bejesus out of these poor dogs and cats. You know, the doorbell ringing constantly, people yelling. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's not in a negative, but the animals don't know that. The no. animals have no idea yeah. that this is a holiday and this is how this works. Um, and then the potential for the animals to slip out the door. Yes. Yep. My mom used to make us have the TV on in a bedroom and my dad was usually in there with the dogs so that that wouldn't happen. So I think that that kind of could be one solution. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Yep. Let's put your dog in a comfortable, safe space. Yeah. yeah. Um, yep. Turn that TV up really loud. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe make it so you're by your door so people aren't ringing the doorbell. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, you got to think every time that doorbell goes off and your dog hears it and it's like, oh my God, oh my God, you know, and then they start barking and then you're yelling at them to shut up. Uh huh. You know? And they're like, oh my God, somebody's coming in our house, you know, and literally you're causing your dog to have a panic attack. It's scary for them. And those costumes, if they see those costumes, it's not a typical human look. You know, it's not something that they're trained to calm down from. There's, there really is a monster at the door. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, You know, and the, the secondary piece to all of that is simply, even if your dog is best dog ever, loves people. These are costumes Mm -hmm. and to say, oh yeah, come and greet my dog. You know, not a good idea at this moment with what's going on. Um, My French bulldog comes to work with me, sits on the counter of my daycare. People pet it, love it, da-da-da-da-da. I won't let her come out and greet anybody at Halloween because it's different. And I don't want her to get frightened and potentially bite somebody because she is scared in that moment. You know, a kid leans down and their hat comes off and hits her or just, you know, the part of the costume. It's a very scary moment. You know, these dogs don't know. 
You can't communicate to them. Don't worry. It's just the costume. Um, So it is best to keep your pet locked up um, Mm -hmm. for lack of a better term, but uh, you know, put them in a back bedroom. If you're like, well, I, you know, I don't want to do that because that causes them more anxiety. Fine. Put the leash on your dog and tie the leash to the leg of your couch. Like make sure it's something heavy, not your tray (laughs) table. Yeah. Not, the, not the kitchen table chair, you know, it's going to fall over and cause more drama, um, but something really sturdy. And yeah. uh, don't don't bring your pet to the door to greet the trick-or-treaters. It's just not the ideal experience for your pet. Because with that adrenaline going on, your dog's going to be even stronger. I know one year I did follow that. I put a leash on the dog, you know, and he was really well, a good balanced dog, but he barked a little bit. I thought he was handling it fine, but in hindsight, he probably wasn't. I put it under the leg of a good sturdy chair and he pulled it over towards the door. And uh, it it wasn't funny in that it scared the children, but, you know, in the spirit of Halloween. But it, it was really, it was not good. It was not a good situation. And it took him a few days to recover. And me being young, not as aware as I am now, I don't think it was a good thing. And so there are, we think our dogs are having fun when they're with us. I guess is the point I was trying to make. Right. You know, if we're there to calm them down and <clears throat> let them know everything's okay, you know, yeah, we can probably teach them that. But on the night of Halloween is probably not the time to teach them that, right? Not ideal. Not ideal. I mean, (laughs) even just walking through neighborhoods right now, right? With the decorations and the things flapping and making noise, Um, you know, doing, taking them for a walk during the day so they can see those unique things, Um, letting them potentially sniff on them, Mm -hmm. pee on them, whatever. you know, that is creating an experience and you can make that a positive. So they sniff it and then you say, good, and give a cookie. Um, But you don't have that opportunity when you have kids at your door. Yeah. So unless, you know, you have somebody sitting on the couch, the dog looks at the door, you call them back, give reward, like you can make it a training exercise. Absolutely. If you have somebody else there to mm-hmm. assist in the situation. But normally it's a holiday. We all want to go to the door. We all want to see the kids. So that's what makes Halloween a little more complicated um, because it's such an enjoyable experience to see all the kids come up to the door. So yeah. so it is difficult to make it a training exercise, but you certainly can. Um, and what a great exercise it would be if you are able to do that. People think, oh, I'll put a costume on my dog. I think that requires some training too. Absolutely. So my Frenchie has been wearing costumes all of her life because um, my nine-year-old loves to dress her up in everything. She actually sure. has a full, little, a full little armoire. Yeah. Um, <laughs> however, <laughs> um, however, uh, she gets to the point where you put it on her and she literally just sits there and stares at you and says, this is so not cool. <laughs> <laughs> Because I have a golden, uh, and I think it would be really cool <clears throat> to get, you know, that lion's mane, you know, that you put on their head. And and I haven't done it because I can just see her go, no way. Yeah. Shake it off. Hate it. You know, get that anxiety going. And so I've, I've held off on that. And I'll put a, you know, my dog just got groomed, so I'll put a sweater on her. I'll put a cute sweater on her. Right. That's about as far as I go with costumes, because as cute as it might be, 
be judging on the dog, it, it might not be the right thing. Yeah. So I, I do torture the Frenchie and uh-huh. um, because she is the model for my business. But uh, yeah, so she'll put it on and she just gives you this. I am so going to get you later. I'm going to poop in your shoe. Look, you know, <laughs> like, um, she tolerates it. Um, yeah. I wouldn't say she enjoys it. Like when she sees you bringing it out, she just sits yeah. down and goes, Oh yeah. Lord. Um, but, uh, but, and that's just it. So we've, we've done a lot of practicing with her though. Like when she gets the costume on, she gets an extra like yeah. favorite cookie. Um, yeah. We have her wear it around the house and, you know, we do that for the week leading up to uh, the photo shoot that we're doing or, or what have you. Um, and we do this too. Like if she has to model something for a, a company, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, you know, it's, it's training. You're just training her to, in, in our, in her case, tolerate uh, <laughs> what we're asking of her. But, um, but yeah, it is true. Like when you're putting the costumes on, don't get all irritated that they're shaking their head or whatnot, yeah. you know, put, put the headpiece on, give a cookie, good job, or give them a scoop of peanut butter on the roof of their mouth. So they're wearing it. They're licking the peanut butter. When the peanut butter has gone, you take it off and you're like, good job, you know? Yeah. Um, But you, you have to, again, communicate to them that wearing this is a positive and not a negative. Um, So that's super important. Um, Obviously you don't leave the costume on when you're not watching. That's important too. You know, another key piece is even though you're outside and you're walking door to door, I get very scared when I see people walking their dog while trick-or-treating. Yeah. Because again, you don't know whose dog is going to slip out of the house and come at your Mm -hmm. dog. And now you have your kids with you Mm -hmm. and there's the potential for a dog fight. So it's a, it's a very scary situation. Um, Plus, you know, as you're walking your dog and your kids are all in their costumes and here come more kids in costume. Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's a scary situation. There's just so many what ifs. And again, it's your dog can be balanced and fabulous. It's everybody else that you have to worry about. I will tell you that Halloween night is one of the busier nights for vet clinics. Oh, yes. For emergency calls of I was out trick or treating with my dog and this dog ran up and attacked my dog. And now we're in the emergency vet room. And it's expensive. It's really expensive to go to emergency vet. So now your dog is at the emergency vet. It's 150 bucks, probably to 200, just to walk in the door for that yes. emergency visit. Yeah. Your kids are traumatized because they just saw their dog get attacked. Um, yeah. Now we're done trick or treating. Yep. Like there's just a lot at stake. Yeah. And you yeah. really need to be conscientious of the what ifs and you know, the what ifs are ever right. Like you drive your car. What if you get in an accident? Don't get yes. me wrong. However, in this scenario, is the dog enjoying going for the walk on Halloween? Yeah. So again, we have to think of what is the dog's take on this? Where's the dog sitting with this? Um, True. And I, growing up, I <laughs> never took it from that perspective. My mom knew that and she tried to teach us that um, and she did the right thing by the dog. And and growing up, I never thought of that in that perspective until I started taking care of pets. And, and I think it's one of the things my mom used to say to me is you don't always have to learn things the hard way. Um, you right. Can kinda, you can protect yourself. You can know the consequences and having have it not happen to you. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And that's really the thing 
um, that we try and, and teach in our classes and, and in all of our dog training is, you know, honor again, we always talk about that honoring yeah. the dog, but yeah. you know, who is benefiting from going on a walk on Halloween night? Now, you know, if you have the little chihuahua that's riding in the stroller and the stroller has a lid on it, yeah, okay, that's fine. Yeah. You know, again, it's a lot less risk versus the dog on a leash that has zero protection. Yeah. And, and although we're talking about dogs, I mean, the same thing can be said for cats. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, if you have a friendlier cat that's always like, ooh, doorbell means I get to go sit yeah. on somebody new's lap. Yeah. You, know, you need to be conscious of that, mm -hmm. that your cat might slip out that front door yeah. after being like, okay, the doorbell's ringing and nobody's coming in. I need to go out and get these people, you know? Exactly. I have a very curious cat <clears throat> who she, she wants to know and she's never been outside. She's not an outdoor kitty. The hazard of a cat slipping out at night is I, I live in a neighborhood in the city in Denver and there are fox in my neighborhood all the time. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And again, you know, this is a holiday. It's supposed yeah. to be fun. Yeah. Now you've just had a, you know, basically a tragedy happen. Yeah. So just being conscientious of that. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, you know, grab your cat, grab your dog, put them in a back bedroom, mm -hmm. give them their favorite treat or toy or you know, frozen Kong, turn the TV up really loud and just stay by the door. So that doorbell doesn't have to ring um, is important. I can tell you, I probably have at least five or six dogs that are boarding with us Halloween night into Monday morning, just so they can avoid that scenario. Because the holidays mm -hmm. are, you know, we want to have fun. We want to enjoy our friends. We want to enjoy our family. We want to have a party. And for years to come, we don't want to look back on whatever tragedy happened. And so I think that's, that's kind of the point of talking about safety in the holidays. And I think boarding is a really, really smart thing to do. And one thing we've talked about in the past is uh, when you're boarding a dog, you know, you may, I know you, you may or may not accept treats or do you what you know for or their specific food yeah so we <clears throat> we ask people to bring their own food and they can bring treats bones or toys that the and we always premise that the animal can have when we are not with them yeah in their yeah. suite um and then they can bring something that smells like home because i know and, and when we've talked about this in the food I know me taking care of a pet when somebody is out of town. The last thing I want to do is ever have anything that could hurt them. I worry about somebody being out of town and something happening to their pet. And you have a specific story that we talked about of somebody boarding their cat and bringing in their food and treats. You want to tell us about that? Oh, yeah. It was um, super interesting. Uh, so the gentleman brought in food. And there's lots to this story. So <laughs> mm -hmm. um, he wanted us to save every can. So that way, you know, that was proof to him that we actually fed his cat. Yeah, I guess um, a little, yeah, unusual. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah. Um, and not thinking about it, like we just saved the lid. Because it's sure. like the can, like otherwise I got to rinse the can out or it's going to get stinky. Yeah. And the cat was with us for 10 days. So it was a significant period of time. Um, and it only got a little bit of food out of each can. So mm -hmm. it, it was fine. Um, so, so we had saved the lids, 
heaven forbid. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and this gentleman lost his mind with us um, and said, well, you could have faked it. And I'm like, well, even if I saved the can, we could have faked it. Like, <laughs> you know, we yeah. fed your cat. Yeah. Here, here are all your can lids. We fed uh -huh. your cat. Um, and then he had packed roast beef, shredded roast beef, um, some tuna fish, and I think chicken. Um, and then we were supposed to give the cat a little bit of these sure. human, human food um, each day. And every other day, the cat was throwing it up. So fed a little bit of the shredded roast beef. And the next day we come in and, you know, the cat has thrown it up and, you know, we feel bad because that's, yeah. I mean, no, nobody enjoys being sick, no, right? Human no. animal doesn't matter. Um, <clears throat> and so, you know, we were cleaning it up. Then the cat had diarrhea. So um, we have some herbal probiotic that we gave the cat to try and, you know, help settle his stomach. Yeah. And that, that worked really well. So then by the next day, it's solid. So over the course of 10 days, you know, good vomit, diarrhea, good vomit, diarrhea, like yeah, every other. Yeah. So basically, like half this cat's stay was not enjoyable for the cat. Mm -hmm. It was a nice cat. It was friendly. But, you know, we're, we're cleaning up vomit. Um, and when the gentleman came in and after he calmed down about us not keeping the cans um, and we had noted <clears throat> on the cat's report card, like, you know, had vomited, seemed to be sensitive to the roast beef. And he read that. He's like, oh, yeah, I had never fed her roast beef before. I just thought she needed something special while she was staying with you. Uh, yeah. And that is the moral of the story. Nothing yeah. new. <laughs> Nothing new. In the diet. Um, yeah, you know, don't pick up a bone that your dog has never had before. Yeah. Don't add something to the food regimen. Mm -hmm. that your cat or dog has never had before because you're already putting them in a unique situation. Um, you know, most animals are going to have some bit of stress. Yes. Going to a new facility, whether you take them to a hotel, yeah. whether you have a pet sitter, whether you take them to a facility, there For is sure. a, a slight level of stress, no different than us humans, right? We're checking to the hotel, blah, mm -hmm. blah, 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 blah. Like there's a slight level of stress there because it's yeah. not the norm. Yeah. And then you add something different to the food. You know, it's like us going to Mexico. Don't drink the water. It's yeah, different. exactly. <laughs> it's the same thing. You know, it's not going to give them parasites, but at the same time, like it's going to mess with their stomach. Yeah. Um, and then they have a very unenjoyable experience. And then I hate to say our experience is not as enjoyable with yeah. your pet either. Yeah. Uh, so as an example, this weekend, I think we had, we had two dogs. Um, that were being fed a very low-grade dog food and had explosive diarrhea. Oh. oh. So, yeah. you know, we have a protocol. We start with half a can of pumpkin based on the size of the dog. Sure. These were both yeah. larger dogs. So we mixed half a can of pumpkin in with their meal um, for two meals to see if that helped. And that did help. Um, and then we have a product uh, by Herb Smith called Butt Bar, which is like, <laughs> you know, more pumpkin concentrate yeah. um, that we crumble up and we put it on their food and then, you know, see if 24 hours, if that helps. Yeah. Um, and then we have some um, liquid medication that 
is like our next step, just depending on the dogs. Um, but yeah, it was, it was one of those. And then we have a pug who every time it comes and stays with us, no matter what has soft stool diarrhea. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. And the dog is just wound really high, strong mm-hmm. and just gets super excited about coming and hanging yeah. out with all of us that poops himself. Um, and mom knows it and we know yeah. it. So we immediately, when that dog checks in, um, we put a, a lavender bottle next to his suite. And every time we're putting him away, we're spraying lavender on our hands and then just rubbing the dog yeah. to like give him some yeah. calming. And that dog immediately gets pumpkin in all of his meals immediately. Because whether it be excitement, a good excitement or yeah. a negative excitement, it really does. I, it, I, as a human, it, it, it breaks havoc on my tummy. So, and I think that the same thing happens to dogs and to cats um, when we are away, when we're boarding them, uh, when we're having a sitter come in. And these are some of the hazards that could happen. I think adding new food is the biggest hazard something the dog has ever had before it's it's, it's a terrible thing for you to have to worry when you're away because i know when i travel i want my dogs to have it as easy going as possible and so that i don't have to worry that's really the key thing too is um you know we tell people pack something that smells like home yeah so it doesn't need to be freshly laundered um, don't mm-hmm. pack their ginormous dog bed. Yeah. Yeah. Unless the facility tells you to, yeah. um, a blanket, the t-shirt that you slept in, mm-hmm. dirty do, towel. Right. That do I've not, used. Um, do not pack your intimate personal apparel, please. Yeah. <laughs> I do not enjoy grabbing a pair of boxers. Oh, yeah. And putting it them smells in like you. <laughs> But that's where the towel, dirty towel comes in that I wipe myself off when I get out of right. the shower. It's the same thing. It's the same goodness. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do not appreciate, we do not appreciate um, handling your drawers or yeah. your nasty socks. Fluffy may take them out on their own <clears throat> at home. <laughs> yes. Not a good thing for daycare or boarding. Not appropriate. Not appropriate. Um, so yeah, that's, <laughs> please don't do that. Um, and then. Yeah, it just makes it really awkward. Sure, it happens um, more often than I most of us would think, right? I would say at least a dozen times a year. Oh, okay, yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and we're just like, oh, hell no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it goes right back in the bag, and then I got to go wash my hands and, like, yeah, cleanse myself. Yeah. That, um, yeah. But, yeah, you know, don't switch dog foods, um, you know, or if you're like, oh, my God, I totally forgot I didn't have enough dog food. Don't, you know, swing into the local grocery store or whatever and just grab a bag. Anything. Yeah. yeah. If you have to, if like, you're like, you know what? I listened to the podcast. She said, don't do it. I'm in a bind. Then let us know. Yeah. Your facility yeah. will have protocols Yeah, that, that can help. Um, you know, again, we all carry pumpkin, like pumpkins mm-hmm. are go-to. So, you know, if you're like, listen, I feel really bad. I ran out of food. I had to stop at the store. So this is a different food. Make it the same protein. So if you're feeding a chicken and rice at home or a beef and rice, whatever. Yeah. Make sure it's the same protein. Um, But yeah, then we can just add some pumpkin right away and typically won't have any problems. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
And then if we tell you, hey, guess what? Your dog had diarrhea more, you know, again, the facility is not going to send your dog home covered in diarrhea. Like, you know, we yeah. usually rinse them off, but you're going to want to give them a good bath. Don't be yeah. surprised if they are stinky. Yeah. Um, you know, we can only do so much mm-hmm. and depending on the size of the facility and staffing and what have you. I mean, I just remember there was one weekend, the dog came in, the parents had told us the dog had gotten into the garbage and had been having diarrhea. Cool. I'm well aware that dog diarrhea morning, afternoon and <laughs> evening for yeah. like two days. And we kept hosing the dog off and I'm like, well, we're not going to, you know, give him a bath until he's done with this. Otherwise I'm bathing this dog three, four times a day, which isn't good for their skin. No, it's terrible for their um, skin. Yeah. So we would just rinse him off with warm water, you know, just to get the, the poop off and the stink off. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the day he went home, the parents picked him up seven hours early. Oh, oh, yeah. I said, I'm, I'm like, I'm really sorry. You were supposed to pick up at 6 p.m. You're here at noon. I haven't bathed your dog. Like I was going to give a complimentary bath just because the dog stunk. I said, I've been rinsing him off each day um, mm-hmm. and whatnot. And she just stared at me and I'm like, so do you want to come back at six? And I'll give the dog the complimentary yeah. bath. Do you want to take him and know that you need to give him a bath? Like no facility is going to be like, oh, here's your dog covered in, in poop. Yeah. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and, and that is things you prepare for because you're a professional and you, and you know what you're doing and you've been doing it for a lot of years. I know my dog, I know my big Violet, her fur just turns into a big old mat. I would expect if something like that happened when we were out of town. Yeah, there'd be a little shave going on there. And, and, I, and I would be like, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah we, we've had to shave a few buttholes. You know, some people probably don't want to talk about their dogs, I don't know, poop or digestive system, but it is an important part of you know, being healthy. Absolutely. And, uh, Absolutely. It, and it, it, it does show where their health is and, and that there may be something wrong. And so that is why I know you pay attention and why I pay attention that we might need to let the, the pet parent know when they're coming back, when they're coming home, that hey, I saw this, uh, you know, this is what happened so that they can go, oh, that's just the way she is. The vet said it's no big deal. And I, <laughs> right. uh, or they can bring it up with their vet um, and they can make that judgment call, whether it was just anxiety that they were out of town or they got into something, you know, that they shouldn't have. And uh, is it an isolated incident or is it something that uh, the pet parent needs to take into consideration for the long-term what may be happening in the health of their dog. Yes, absolutely. And that's something, you know, when you're using a facility or a house sitter, yeah, you as the pet parent should get some sort of a note at the end yeah. of their stay. Yes. So, you know, um, and, and don't be surprised if your pet sitter or the facility says, no, your dog's poop was fine. And then all of a sudden you're home and your dog has diarrhea because that excitement yes, yeah. happens when you come home too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Good excitement or bad excitement. It's yeah, excitement. It's excitement, <laughs> you know, and, and that's the piece that people don't always understand. Well, I'm home. Why would my dog have diarrhea now? And I'm like, yeah, because you came home, yeah. you know, they got all jazzed up. The adrenaline was flowing. Um, yeah, it, it absolutely happens. 
Um, so yeah, it's anything that is outside of their normal day-to-day operation mm-hmm. could potentially cause some issues. But yeah, watching their poop at the holidays coming. So you love all your decorations out. Yeah. You, you love to, yeah. you know, put some of those fall foliage oh, yeah. uh, things and out. The, the Christmas, Hanukkah decorations, any of the fall holidays, uh, you know, up until yeah. the, even, even into the new year, you got it's it's a fun time to decorate the house when it's cold out and and have something on the inside absolutely so for your dogs obviously try not to leave anything that's low yeah um for your cats uh they do make sprays to help deter your cat from playing Mm -hmm. with your decorations um but yeah you know basically from now until january you need to be diligent and watching Um, the other piece to think about is if you're burning scented candles or doing oh, um, yeah. those waxes, there are certain scents that w- can make your animals sick yes. and you don't realize it, right? Yeah. Cause you're just, I'm burning a yeah. candle. Yeah. Um, yeah. The biggest thing is those wax melts um, yes. that have the essential oils in them. Cause that can be so potent for such a long period of time. What is one of the main smells that are, that are essential oil that, you know of that definitely don't have around your dog or cats. Uh, tea tree oil is a, is a big one. Um, and that one, again, getting into the holidays. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's in a lot of things you can, you can find tea yeah. tree oil in so many personally, I can't stand that smell, but a lot of people love it. Right. Um, your cinnamons, your wintergreen, your pine, um, citrus, eucalyptus again it's it's primarily those smells that we see at the holiday smell holiday time of year right like you know you're not you're not burning winter green candles in the middle of of the summer right like that's when you you have your your um summer smells your lavenders and your gladiolas and that type of thing so this is the time of year where we do see a lot more of that or you're you know you're diffusing maybe you're diffusing peppermint because you have a headache Mm-hmm. It's fine. You just need to make sure that it's not overwhelming. Again, your yeah. pet's sense of smell, cats and dogs, much greater than yours. Definitely. And I know within the live plants that you bring into the house, whether we oh, yeah. poinsettia, uh, any of the other, the little cute Christmas trees, yep. the lilies, can... the the um, mm-hmm. day lilies. Yeah. Um, uh, there are the so leaves. many plants that you bring in and they're very attractive, uh, to pets. And I know my dogs are big enough to do some counter surfing. Um, if they wanted to, that mean counter surfing, if you don't know what that is, uh, it means it's a big dog that stands up on their back two legs and puts their arm up and then pulls everything off the counter. And if they're attracted to that scent, uh, they're going to do that. It's a possibility they could do that. My mom would never let us have poinsettias because of the poisonous, uh, poisonous, I don't know what the poisonousness of it to cats, uh, because right. cats are attracted to that. My cats do like a little bit of green. So I buy them green tree. I know the fresh trees, the dogs can be very attracted to those. And my cat likes to climb the trees and, uh, I've changed to a fake tree and I do let them climb up and I have pictures of my cat hanging out in it, but I do have to pay really close attention when I have those lights on. Absolutely. Absolutely. So the best 
tree hack that I ever learned was uh, figure out where you're putting your tree, mm-hmm. put a nail in the wall, yeah, and then use some fishing line, yeah, because that's got a good strength. Yes, and then you know, so go around your tree with the the base of the tree, you know, or the top of the tree, I guess, but yeah. the the main piece, and then um, tie it off to the nail that you've put into a solid piece. So find a two by four in your wall, yeah, the stud in the wall, yeah, <laughs> and uh, put that nail into there. But that was like the most inexpensive and yet extremely safe. Uninvasive. You don't see it. Yeah. You know, that is the best hack that I have found. Fishing line is easy to get this time of year too. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, best hack ever to uh, hold your tree up. (laughs) And again, whether it's just you put a lot of ornaments on and that dang thing's going to fall or your cat wants to climb it or the, the dog wants to sniff something um uh-huh. so also into that your kids may bring home a play-doh ornament oh yeah yeah and guess who wants to eat that play-doh of course all that salty smell Fido would love that <laughs> absolutely I cannot tell you how many people oh my god my dog ate it um and depending on what's all in the play-doh ornament it can oh, be yeah. toxic to your pet yeah so please keep that in mind like if they've put some dyes in it or or stuff like that but if you want to preserve that lovely Play-Doh ornament, yeah. don't put it on your tree <laughs> and, and don't and put talk, it on the counter. Yeah. yeah. And talking about toxicity mm. and things that are poisonous to your pets, go take a visit to the Pet Poison Hotline. Uh, the ASPCA has a great part on their website about what's poisonous to cats and dogs. You know, what don't feed your cats and dogs. And I know the ASPCA has a toll-free part. The Pet Poison Hotline may have a... Um, if you do need a, some sort of a consultation, they may have a fee that they ask you to give, but go look at the sites, go take a look at what they say, what they say to keep away from, know where the website is in case you have a question and it is Christmas Eve or it is Christmas or it is Thanksgiving and somebody fed Fido or Fluffy something, you know, that's not good for them so that you know where to do that. I know you're an expert in these things. And so you know that. And pet parents are, you know, they're experts in their pet. But for what we feed Fido and we don't feed Fido, it's good to have those URLs or on your phone or on your computer to be able to bring up in a moment's notice and look at that. Uh, And knowing that in the back of your mind, seeing Uncle Charlie try to feed Fido something that's really bad for them. You can say no. And I know that I have an episode coming up about baking for Fido. There you you go. Bake some cute little treats and have some little nuggets around that uh, people can feed your dog so they don't feed them people food that might be bad for them or be terrible for their tummy. Absolutely. And, you know, again, at the end of the day, really think of the what ifs. Yeah. And are you prepared for those what ifs? Because although they may not happen to you today, they might happen to your neighbor. They could happen to, you know, again, a loved one's pet. And the fact that you had this information of knowing that that wasn't appropriate um, never works well after the fact. So, yeah, yeah we, we need to be prepared um, when we have guests over for the holidays, even though, again, my Frenchie is extremely well behaved. She goes into her crate and she's in the back bedroom yep. because I can't yep. trust the humans yeah. to follow directions and not feed her things 
yeah off their plate and oh because those eyes looking up at you I mean, absolutely just like, oh your heart breaks <laughs> you know or one of the little kids says well i don't want to eat oh, this yeah. so i'm just going to yeah. feed it underneath the table of the dog like i do at home yeah um and my dog has severe food allergies so it could be extremely detrimental yeah. to her yeah um and not everybody likes dogs and oh, i know yeah. even if they're yeah. coming to your house they have to tolerate it don't get me wrong Mm -hmm. um, my ex-mother-in-law used to lose her mind when she had dinner at our house because we had wow. hounds and we would just, <laughs> we put the plate on the floor and we'd let the hound yeah. clean the plate before yeah. we would put it in the dishwasher. Sure. And I'm not kidding. She never ate at our house again. So oh. <laughs> just remember not everybody enjoys your pet. And That's true. Yeah. Inviting I... everyone over for a human experience. Yeah. They love you, maybe not necessarily your dog or cat. Correct. Um, and it just <laughs> you makes... say that brought up a few things for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just, I mean, she was so mortified. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think she literally ate at our house twice in the 20 some years. Yeah. And your guest sensibilities may be different than your own. And, and you know, and that's really okay. That's a part of, of a rich, uh, family experience absolutely I was okay with it and we just always went out for dinner yeah. um but yeah I, you know really just the what ifs and yeah. it's just not worth it yes your dog is a party for your family yep. and yes people should tolerate your pet in uh -huh. your home yeah. pick and choose your battles people yeah really think about the what ifs for your pet and, and that's the key yeah. thing I absolutely agree I mean if somebody comes over to my house again the holidays my dog is put in the back bedroom. They sit on my couch. You know what? Yeah, you're still going to get some dog hair on you yeah. because this is yes, my house. Of course. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Nobody gets out without it. <laughs> right. You know, we're just giving you magical fibers to take with you. Yeah. But, you know, the risk to my dog is too great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, I, having people over, the loud talking, the laughter, it may be joy to our ears. It's not necessarily them. You know, you may have singing, you may have the, the little choo-choo going on in your decorations, <laughs> a lot of different noises. You may sing carols. Uh, you know, there's a lot of different things happening that don't happen throughout the year that maybe happens once or twice a year at your house. And, and it may, you know, it's just best to have Fido have their, their own space. My dog is crate trained. My other dog is just fine with the door shut and the TV on. Okay. They're really happy that way. And the cat too. My cat, it's going to be her first holidays. And, and that these are some of the things that I'm thinking of because I haven't had a kitten since, oh, 2008. So this is my first kitten in that, that many years. And it's, it is relearning a lot of things. Uh, and you don't need to remember absolutely everything if you know where to go to get the information. Absolutely. And that's really the key thing. And um, if you are going to put your cat up in a room, I would put a litter box in there. Yeah, like those the week, disposables. The, well, and I would do it the week before. Yeah. Just so yeah. that way your cat can find it and that's know right. that it's there. You, you know, I had a horrific 4th of July because I didn't think of that. Um, because there were fireworks going off around and she was in my room and she was howling. And that litter box placed there the week before would have been would have been a big thing would have been a big help for me and the same with coming up on new year's and some people have fireworks in their neighborhood uh you know it's the all those different bells and whistles that go off uh for the absolutely. celebration of the new year absolutely 
Well, is there anything that we didn't cover about the, maybe the fall and holiday hazards with pets? Yeah, I think, um, you know, when you're out walking your dog, at least in the Midwest, um, you'll see mushrooms potentially pop up. Don't let your dog eat them. Yeah, yeah. Um, Some are okay and some are not. And unless you're a mushroom expert, no mushroom for your dog. Um, And be cognitive of what they're eating. Sure. Uh, You know, whether it's a mushroom or rabbit poop. Um, Yeah. If your dog is having some bowel issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, take them, take a stool sample to your vet. A lot of vets will allow you just to drop off the stool yes. sample and check yep. for Giardia and Coccidia. You know, that's usually transferred through rabbit feces, squirrel yep. feces, um, birds. Uh-huh. So if you're seeing any of that, definitely get that checked. Um, it's just a simple antibiotic. It's, you know, it's nothing. Um, yeah. Super huge. You know? With peanut butter. It's pretty, <clears throat> yep. it's pretty simple. Yeah, Pretty simple, nice. um, simple treatment, simple to get over, um, but very common. Yeah, very it is this common. time of year for sure. And I have a sniffer, you know, my Violet likes to sniff everywhere and I like to let her sniff. And uh, I, you know, if, if the lawn is kind of grown a little bit, cause we're not mowing as much anymore. I do sure. have to think about what might be in that lawn when we're Absolutely. walking bushes. I'm, I'm, I'm most of the part. Okay. For unless there's something in it. <laughs> She's <Absolutely. more. laughs> Yeah. Um, and if you, if you have a dog that requires grooming, you know, a haircut, yeah. make the appointment now for yes. the holidays. Oh yeah. The groomers are booked up. And to be honest with COVID and the pandemic, a lot of groomers got out of the business. Yeah. Yeah, they did. And a sweater yeah. for your pet. You know, Violet needs a sweater. She gets a good, you know, she has to get a good shave. And I have the sweaters and I put them away from year to year. But if you're a new pet owner and you're getting them, you know, their first cold season groom, they might need a sweater. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, you know, think of now because you can, it'll be more affordable to buy it now. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, some pet safe salts. Uh, if you live again in one of those climates where you're going to be salting your front steps or where yeah. your dog is going to walk in and out, yeah. um, make sure that you're using something that that's appropriate for them. Um, and same thing, like if you jog in the summer with your pet, you know about the asphalt being too hot. Think of the flip side. Um, if you're going to still continue walking or jogging with your pet and it's winter, um, there's some good products to put on their feet to, um, oh, yeah. Yeah. so they don't get dry and cracked. Um, Musher secret is one of the best known ones. Um, you can try booties, but same thing. That's a training thing. Just like a costume. You put yeah. I was going to say, what do you think about them? You know, size, yeah. you know, is it worth it? You know, for certain dogs? Yes, absolutely. Um, for others? No. So, but again, you can't, don't just put the booties on and be like, all right, we're going for a walk. And then you're super frustrated because your dog is losing his mind. Yeah. Like it's a training thing. So you're in the house, you put one booty on. Oh, here's peanut butter. Good. Okay. Let's walk around the house. And you just have one booty on Yeah. so they can feel the sensation. Oh, and yeah. then, you know, maybe the next day you try two booties, you know, give them the opportunity to ease into it. Yeah. Sweaters too. I know. 
sometimes with being shaved and the sensation of a sweater on, they don't exactly like it for their first couple of times. So I put it on 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there before the groom because I anticipated her needing that. Uh, You know, some dogs just love it right away. They love a blankie. They love a thundershirt. They, you know, that's, it's their thing, but some of them it's not. And it's a good to, to ease them into that. Yep. And that's really the key. Um, again, you you can't just be like, oh, it's fine. You need to wear this. Yeah. You you communicate through giving them treats and love and affection. Yeah. yeah. And so very very important. But yeah, no. Some dogs do great with them. Some dogs um, do not. So it just yep. depends on the dog and and yeah. what the need is. Yeah. Um, for the dog. Okay. And what what anything else that I've forgotten? I think that covers all the good stuff. Yeah, because there, there's a lot of important things that we we covered today mm. and. And thank you so much for coming on. I really, I, I so appreciate your time. And, and I know the audience does too. Well, I love coming on. And now today I get to go do, uh, I think we're up to 72 paw prints for our Halloween Yay! party. Cool. That sounds like a lot of fun. A lot of fun, a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. All right. Well, thank you so much. And uh, we'll see you next month. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs>